Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited to be with you today. And I must share the issue with this particular podcast episode. Not that it was an issue, but I had a major faux pas and I can't figure out what it was. We ran into a problem recording the original episode that we did. I'm sitting here with the great folks from Kiva.org here at Startup Junkie uh, in the Prior Center building right downtown Spring um, Springdale, downtown Fayetteville at the square. Square's all lit up now because of the holidays, but I'm here with Martha Londigan and Alvin Singh, and those guys were kind enough to sit with me about a week and a half ago, and we had the most amazing conversation, one that I can't share with you because it didn't record all the tracks properly. So suffice it to say that things do happen in the podcasting process, and and so you just have to kind of roll with the punches, but I appreciate Alvin and Martha agreeing to sit down with me right before Thanksgiving to record this episode. So without further ado, let's welcome Martha Londigan and Alvin Singh to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. How are you guys doing? Great. Hello, hello. For a second time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, lo- I love getting to see you in person two times in one month. There you go. Instead of just on our social media. Yes. Oh, that's, you know, that's, that is true. And I've, I've been trying to, um, you know, find my cadence when it comes to connecting with folks in real life or IRL, as the kids like to say, because I mean, it's just, you know, it's just, it feels special. Like I went to meet with a client last week in Connecticut and that's like the first time that I've traveled any real distance since the beginning of the pandemic. And it was, it was weird at first, but once I got there, it was like, ah, you know, I, this is just like riding your bike, you know, you get back on it, you do it again. So I'm encouraging everybody if you can, again, get vaccinated and uh, go out there and, and get back out there into the world and connect with folks because uh, we can certainly beat this pandemic in the long term. So that's my uh, soapbox encouragement for the vaccination and for 
moving past the COVID-19 pandemic in some way, shape or form. So, But listen, I want to talk about Kiva.org. I have friends that have applied for this program. I have friends that have been awarded uh, Kiva funds. But Martha, I would love for you to just kind of give us, hey, just tell us a little bit about yourself real quick, because we've had you on the podcast episode before when we talked about Startup Junkie. Alvin, I'm going to give you a chance to introduce yourself, but just tell us quickly about who you are and what your role is with Kiva.org, and then I'll let Alvin go, and then we'll jump into why Kiva.org is changing the lives of small business owners and first-time entrepreneurs here in Northwest Arkansas. Thanks, Randy. Yes, so just brief background, I'm a sixth-generation Northwest Arkansas person, family based in Springdale since the 1850s, Solomon Springs since 1901. I grew up going to elementary school in Fayetteville and U of A two times, two-time grad at the U of A. My son is a U of A grad, so big hog fan. My husband and I have owned our own small business for 16 years, and that makes me a sixth-generation small business owner in Northwest Arkansas and Northeast Oklahoma. We also live in Grove, Oklahoma. My husband and I are both Cherokee Nation citizens, and we will always live on the reservation. Fayetteville is home. It's hard for me to say if I'm from Fayetteville or Delaware County, Oklahoma. I'm from both. So love working with small business owners. Have done that as my job and my profession for nine years in Northwest Arkansas. First at the Small Business Center at the Walton College. Then as a small business banker at Legacy National Bank, a strong SBA small business bank uh, based in Springdale. And then I've known everyone at Startup Junkie since right about 2011, when Jeff was just launching Startup Junkie Consulting, he was still, that's Jeff Amarine, our founder, and then his son, Brett Amarine joined him, and they've had Startup Junkie Consulting for many years and saw the need in Northwest Arkansas for regular people, for college students at the U of A, for people that just needed to get some help starting a small business because they didn't know someone who had a small business or that wasn't something bred in their DNA like mine. And so I actually officially went to work at the Startup Junkie Foundation as a business consultant and as someone who helps run programs and events, which we do about 200 events a year in Northwest Arkansas. We now cover fully the nine counties of Northwest Arkansas. We got some wonderful CARES uh, Act funding And so I've been going to Mountain Home and Marshall and Harrison, as well as covering all of the towns in Washington, Benton, Carroll and Madison counties. And I'm working right now, soon to be working, I hope, out around the Buffalo River with some folks in Jasper. So we provide no cost free business consulting. My number one job is to connect people to the incredible plethora of resources we have in Northwest Arkansas to help small business owners grow their business or start one. Yeah, there really are. And and it's so funny because whenever I connect with the different people in this Northwest Arkansas community that are doing what you do, everybody refers everybody else. Everybody plays in this same sandbox. They play really well with each other. Yeah, I mean, there may be healthy competition, but you guys are all trying to achieve the same objective of helping folks that want to get a a leg up and get their business started and running properly. Yeah. I mean, if you're a business consultant in Northwest Arkansas, whether it's paid or nonprofit, and in any meeting with someone, you don't refer them to one of these resources, think you need to check your ego. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Because there's no way, even with my vast experience, and I might forget something. And there are resources we don't provide, like the Small Business Center, the ASBTDC at the U of A. They have a huge staff. I think they're up to 13 people. They have U of A students who will physically make cash flow projections for people. We don't do that. Why should we? They're already doing that. And so it makes no sense for the Walton Family Foundation and other benefactors like the Northwest Arkansas Council to fund multiple nonprofits to all do the same thing. Absolutely not. If someone tells me that speaking business language in Spanish is easier for them or more comfortable, I'm going to send them to E4ALL, another wonderful new nonprofit we have in Northwest Arkansas that the Walton Family Foundation funded. That's what, you know, if you work for a nonprofit, you're supposed to be in service and you can't serve anyone by thinking you know all the answers. Yeah. And so a few years ago, it was actually people have, I mean, we love it at Startup Junkie that people associate us with Kiva and the hub and we're thrilled with that, but it wasn't our idea. That was the Walton Family Foundation's idea. They had wanted to bring a Kiva hub, people in person to help people apply for Kiva loans for years. And when they found out I was coming to Startup Junkie with a banking background, it became the perfect opportunity to investigate that more. 
So in the summer of 2019, I came on board here at Startup Junkie Foundation. Haley Allgood, who was our former executive director, who went on to big, wonderful Walmart tech world, approached me and we were able to get a grant from the Walton Family Foundation to get me trained. It was a very intensive training with the Kiva Group out of California. And um, to offer our services, anyone can go on Kiva.org and apply for a microloan. But the research has shown, obviously, having a hub manager, which is what I do, capital access manager, CAM, to help people makes them more likely to not drop the application, to follow through, to understand the process. And then the great thing is I can also provide my other hat, which is my startup junkie business consultant, to help them with other business issues other than just applying for this wonderful 0%, no fee, crowdfunded microloan. Yeah. And I think I'm going to say this and then I'm going to go right to Alvin real quick, but I think it's safe to say that, you know, and I've had a chance to deal with you directly, but you know, you, your, your background and experience, both in banking from a legal perspective, I think people don't realize how many great resources are right here in their own backyard in Northwest Arkansas that they, they don't have to go, you know, pay some big law firm or big business consulting firm a lot of money to get started. There is help right here for you to get your business started. If you've got a great idea, you need to come down and see Martha and see Alvin and learn more about these programs that are available that you have access to. And if they don't have something for you, they're going to refer you to who does. So without further ado, I think you need to consider that. Definitely check with these guys. And as you learn about Kiva in today's episode, take notes, and you know, write down all your questions so that when you do decide that you want to sit down with these guys and talk with them, you know exactly, you know, you can line up all the questions that you have to get them answered because I know starting a business can be scary. And there are people here in Northwest Arkansas that will hold your hand and walk with you through the process. Alvin, please tell oh, the audience man, a little is, bit about uh, yourself. Great to to actually come back and do this again. So with my story, I'm my name is Alvin Singh. I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee. And I moved to Northwest Arkansas about three, four years ago. And one of the great things for me was the positioning of um, this position to work with Kiva and Startup Junkie. And I actually kind of took it as a good challenge because, you know, in today's kind of business world, it's a lot of talk of startup and, yeah. and Startup Junkie. But it's like these million dollar ideas, hundred million dollar businesses. But I need the money before I sell anything or yeah. I need the money before I create the app. And these are good in, you know, in this innovative world, but the still basic things of the food trucks, the cleaners, the CPA, the clinics, doctors, dentists. I mean, these are the actual things that all of us use day to day. And so with my position as the program associate was very much of First, identifying the community that we was here, me not being from here and just getting to understand, like Martha said, what are the resources and organizations that was here? And working with this, I've learned so much more uh, about Northwest and this diversity, the, the whole community, how it's growing and it's expanding. It's been very progressive. We were just talking the history of it. And so that was really good to see that in a city that has a you know, big fish, yeah. big company, and then big fish foundation. And so for them to work with our hub to service these businesses was really just fantastic. It's been a great experience. My specific job, what I do is when I'm, when Martha's working on the application, I then meet with the entrepreneurs, I take pictures, I talk to them, and we help them go over the marketing plan so that they can raise the money for this campaign. And like, you know, what we realize is same thing with documentations and, you know, operating your business. There's still a learning curve on marketing in the digital age, yeah. you know, with social platforms. Do you do video? Should you just do blogging? And what I like to do is see what that entrepreneur's strength is. You know, are they more of a talker and a video person or are they more of a writer or are they more just showing pictures of what they do? And so we use that. Uh, as a combination to help them get the loan and the funding. Yeah. So it's almost like taking their strengths and then, uh, you know, adding in or filling in the blanks where their weaknesses are within the the, the whole concept of them getting their business started. Absolutely. Because it can be overwhelming. Yeah. You know, one is this is a we're the opposite of a bank, which is very, you know, straightforward. You know, it's a lot of intimidation. 
We know that historically, a lot of Black-owned businesses and women-owned businesses, Latin-owned businesses have faced you know, certain discrimination for capital funding. And what Kiva is doing is actually trying to break that. And specifically in this area, what we're doing is Northwest is growing. We want to make sure that some of the businesses are serving the people in that community. So we've got one that we recently had that was a beauty store. And it was one of the ethnic, you know, only ethnic multicultural beauty stores in Rogers. Yeah. And so, and she's serving, and I saw her this weekend at, at, at a fall market. So at she, Girl Gang. Yeah. So she, <laughs> they're working, they're doing their best, and they just need some extra help as far as consultation, as far as just how to look at things differently. And so in this process of applying for a loan, you know, you're they're kind of um, surprised at a 0% interest loan. So if you are there, if you're looking for something at 0%, that we are the place to go to. And then is the, how is my structure of my business? What am I going to use it for? And so we've seen Minam use it from signs to marketing to, you know, hiring staff, all of those different things. And so what me and Martha do is kind of work as a duo to alleviate some of that, you know, stress for them and, yeah. and, and work them through it. Okay. Well, that's great. I, I'm, I'm excited to hear more about Kiva and I appreciate you sharing that, Alvin. Why don't you, Martha, give us an overarching view of who Kiva is and, and why they even exist in the first place? Yeah. And, and sometimes what I like to do is first start and tell you what Kiva is not. Okay. All right. So Kiva is not a bank and Kiva is not like GoFunder and Kickstarter. GoFunder and Kickstarter are for-profit companies. Let me tell you, they were started by, by high finance tech people who spent millions of dollars building those platforms. They serve a wonderful need. You know, if, if someone in your neighborhood does not have funds for a funeral, you can go on GoFundMe. You can get instant access to the world to help raise those funds. But every time someone donates, gives you money on GoFundMe, GoFundMe gets 30 cents of every donation. Kickstarter, they're there to help entrepreneurs, typically more considered to be more advanced stage entrepreneurs, launch to get money to fund a product to be manufactured overseas or to, to even create a new product in their line. But Kickstarter is going to take 5% of whatever you raise. Both of them are for-profit companies. Their bottom line is get on our site. We're going to make money off you getting donations and you don't have to pay back. But now Kickstarter, if you're going to launch a new board game and you need $50,000 to ramp it up to make 400 prototypes, the people who donate to you expect to get something back. All right. So that's what Kiva is not. Right. Kiva itself as an entity is a nonprofit foundation. It was started in 2005 by a couple from San Francisco who were doing missionary work in different countries in Africa. And they found out about Mohammed Yunus and Grameen Bank. Mohammed Yunus has been awarded the Nobel Peace Prize because he is the father of microlending. And he set up some small banks in Bangladesh, and they would go into African villages, and five women would have to come together and help and support each other, and they would loan them $15, $20, $25 so they didn't have to pay the male money changers in the village interest. And they would use the funds to make baskets or buy a goat and sell goat's milk. And so he, he invented the concept of micro-lending. Remember what I said? This couple was from San Francisco. Right, right. They went back to San Francisco and said, we could do what Grameen Bank does online. Yeah. And that was the launch of Kiva.org International. It was to provide microloans. The first Kiva.org International loan was to a woman in Uganda who sold fish, and she needed the Kiva loan to buy more fish and build a little hut. In 2011, Kiva came into the U.S., and Kiva U.S. loans are only for small business purposes. So you won't see someone for Kiva U.S. doing crowdfunding to put a roof on their house or buy material to make uniforms for their children to go to private schools because their country doesn't offer public schools, etc. So Kiva U.S. loans are only for small businesses. The Kiva U.S. mission is to serve disadvantaged small business owners or disadvantaged startups. And what I like to say to people when they say, well, what is disadvantage? I can give you a laundry list of women, minorities, people with minor felony backgrounds, LBGTQIA. But basically, if a law or a government regulation had to be passed in this country for you to get access to what everybody else has access to, you're a good Kiva borrower. So 
major corporations, Hitachi Corporation, Bill and Melinda Gates promote Kiva every year at, at Christmas, tell people to give out Kiva gift cards. Sofia Vergara, the highest paid actress in the world, is a spokesperson for Kiva. Those individuals, those major corporations donate to Kiva to fund the massive Salesforce platform that we use to pay for people like me to get trained. And they want to see that these loans are going to people to give them a hand up, not a handout. And it's a city by city kind of model, too, for the Kiva USA. So we are one of the local hubs here. And we actually had one in Tulsa when we originally started. And so We've got Tulsa. But Oklahoma City opened last Oklahoma year, too. City. And then Texas so it, now has three model. hubs. When I started in 2019, there were no Kiva hubs in Texas, and now they have three. So the hub, so anybody can go to Kiva.org and apply. Anybody who has a computer, right? But the hubs were up to, I think, 46 hubs provide managers based in chambers of commerce or economic development administration associations or foundations like ours. The one in Tulsa was with the Lobeck Taylor Foundation that set up the Mother Road Market in that commercial Route 66 kitchen. So these bases for the hubs are with economic development entities that already have an interest in serving the community, serving entrepreneurs, serving disadvantaged borrowers. Um, 75 to 80% of all Kiva loans go to women. Um, That's always been a big push for Kiva. We know in the United States, we had laws that had to be passed, right? We had to have the Fair Credit Act passed so that women didn't have to ask their husband's permission to get a bank loan. We had the Pregnancy Discrimination Act in 1978, so we couldn't be fired from our job because we were pregnant. So women are a big push for this. For us here at our hub, we are very focused, obviously, on women, but also Black-owned businesses. We have had an incredible emergence of Black business owners in their communities creating support networks such as Black-owned NWA. We have the Northwest Arkansas Girl Gang. We are having expos. And and what is so important about these associations, about these Facebook pages and these Facebook groups is entrepreneurs, you can't see yourself as a business owner if you've never seen someone who looks like like you you own a business. And that's why it's important to have Black-owned business groups Hispanic-owned business groups, LBGTQIA business owners coming together. It's just like, I mean, read the research. Children of doctors are three times more likely to become doctors. Children of lawyers, because they have seen it in their family. So if you grew up in a community or a family where no one owned a business who looked like you, how on earth are you supposed to have the confidence Mm -hmm. that you can do this? And so I feel like a lot of what I do sometimes is help people to really see their potential. I have had Kiva borrowers come to me to start an application. Kiva does not put up barriers like banks do. There's no minimum credit score. If your credit score is a 400 versus another borrower whose credit score is 550, the 550 score person might get approved for 500 more because the risk is lower. A bank is going to want debt to income ratio once you fill in your financials to be 35% or less. Kiva will let you go up to 75%. Kiva doesn't want to give you a burden for a business that will take away from your family being able to eat and pay the electric bill. So Kiva lowers the barriers and the hurdles for people to have access. Another difference with Kiva is it doesn't ask for a collateral pledge. You might get a Kiva loan for a delivery vehicle for your food truck. You might get a Kiva loan for a coffee equipment for your shop. Kiva is not going to ask for a UCC filing, a lien on that equipment. But for you to get access, to Kiva.org, which has 1.9 million lenders around the world who want to support you. Before you can get there, we're going to have to get some small community loans, mm-hmm. $25 each. If you got approved for a $10,000 Kiva loan, we're going to need 10 to 20 community supporters, friends, family, customers. We can do the minimum of $25 each. And then that hopefully when you reach that private goal, you didn't go public in the face of that one point. 5 million, you know, users. 1.9 million lenders. Yeah. Because these are people who, you know, like how we check Facebook every day to see what's going on. There's people who check Kiva every day to see who they can lend. Yeah. You know, not donate. Right. Right. And not invest and have equity in their business and not, you know, trying to get an early prototype or something, but lending to them. And that's, it sounds redundant, but the more we learn about it and actually hear it, it's very fascinating because. It's a simple model that used 
technology and then we're using community hearts is what's can spur it, you know, yeah. and like she said, this they raised one billion. So one point nine million users have raised one billion dollars, you know, yeah. so. and I love the album mentions community. The word Kiva. Yeah, it's a Swahili language, which is language used by different people in, in multiple Western African countries. And it's also a Native American word that means community. And so it's not just that your community first vouches for you and says you're a value and you have the potential and that gets you live on Kiva.org to crowdfund your loan. Then the people, the corporations, the wealthy foundations that donate money to Kiva as an entity, then that makes it easy because you just use your PayPal. You send one payment in a month to Kiva. Kiva for you pays back pro rata all of those people who loan to you. So if I loan you $25 and you've got a 36-month Kiva loan, which Kiva loans are from 12-month, 36-months repayments, then I'll get $1.16 a month put back in my Kiva account from your payment. So Kiva does it. You don't have to send out 226 payments a month. You send one to Kiva. PayPal, also located in San Francisco, donates its use for free to Kiva.org. Kiva is PayPal's favorite charity. That saves Kiva about $2.5 million a year in processing fees. So everybody's got to use PayPal. The loan has to be for a business purpose. One of the things Kiva really does insist is that the small business owner have an actual business bank account. I have worked with multiple borrowers in Northwest Arkansas who've been running little side gigs and small businesses for years and had never taken the step to go open a business bank account. I've had borrowers that it took them a couple months to save up that $100 to do that. That's pretty much the minimum at all of our community banks. We encourage them to use a community bank. And I've actually had borrowers who've had very negative experiences with banks in the past. And so we've had discussions about that. I've actually found what bank they go to and found a person there. And I've reached out to them to make them comfortable and feel like they're going to be welcomed in that bank. They're going to be taken seriously and treated with respect. And I think it really matters for our borrowers. I've even said to people before, you're making a product, you're doing this service, and people pay you for it. You are a business owner. You are an entrepreneur. So a lot of what Kiva's mission is, is to empower those who have either due to discrimination or their family or their community, not thought that was a potential for them. And then they get access and we promote them. And we also tell the world about them to help grow their business. So it's a real full circle empowerment, I think, for disadvantaged entrepreneurs. And, you know, I'm curious as I was, as I'm thinking about this, and I don't know if I asked you this the last time, but say I go to Kiva, I get a loan for $8,000. I pay that loan back. Am I then eligible to go back to Kiva for another loan or is it just one drink at the well. No, you can go back again and you can actually use that you paid it and show the bank as proof for, you know, if you want to approach them for a loan. And is it is I'm assuming there's obviously no prepayment penalty. So if all of a sudden business is I'm flush with cash and I decide I want to pay off the Kiva loan early, I can do that at yep. my discretion. Right. And, and we work. We get a lot of our referrals from small business bankers. As a former small business banker, I will tell you, folks, bankers don't like to say no. It's not good for the image of the bank. It's not good for the community banks to say no. And we help them say, not right now because of your credit score or because you don't have any collateral, but go see Martha and Alvin. Let's see if we can get you a Kiva loan. And then we also will refer people to Credit Counseling of Arkansas. We'll work with them to get their revenues up, to improve their credit score. Our goal is to help our borrowers climb the credit capital ladder. So we actually have a physical slide in our presentations and our workshops that show them start with us. Then we work with Forge out of Huntsville, Communities Unlimited in Fayetteville. Those are SBA micro lenders. And also Forge even has its own money fund, loan fund that's not SBA related. So because like with SBA loans, you have to be a U.S. citizen or have a green card. Forge, us here at Kiva, We just want to help people who are residents of Northwest Arkansas. We don't have immigration requirements or or status. And so we're going to take you up that ladder. And so then you go get a a loan from Forge in Huntsville. You pay that off. Then you've gotten your credit score improved. You've bought some equipment. You have some collateral. You've now purchased a home. You can put a second mortgage on that. Then we're going to send you to some of our wonderful community banks in Northwest Arkansas. And we're going to keep them going up that capital ladder. And then 
An example is there's a business in Fayetteville called Olive Loom owned by Lou Reed Sharp. Lou Reed Sharp has had multiple Kiva loans. She had Kiva loans before we opened this hub. She then was in our video for our hub that's on our website, our kiva-nwa.org. We have our own website. And she was in our video and she talked about being a Kiva borrower herself as a woman-owned business. She hires all women, disadvantaged women. She herself is a Kiva lender. She supports our hub. She supports other women business owners. She employs disadvantaged women in her business. And so we begin to see, this is why we talk about Kiva loans helping to change lives, all right, and improve lives, because it's this great circle of lenders and borrowers coming together to support all of our, our, our disadvantaged borrowers in our region. Well, I, I didn't know that about Olive Bloom. So that, that sounds interesting. And I'm sure there are others out there that have had the same experience with Kiva over time. And, and like you said, not only has she benefited from Kiva loans, but she has also turned around and given herself. Mm-hmm. So, cause I know I, I have given to several and I was telling you guys, I think the last time that we sat down that, you know, I was getting these emails back that, hey, you've got certain, certain money in your account and all this other stuff. I'm like, I, and I forgot about it. You know, it's just like, I'm just trying to do a solid for people and help them out. And, you know, you, you sometimes forget about it because it's not a ton of money, but it doesn't seem like a lot to you. And maybe there's people listening to this that have, you know, you know, a fair amount of disposable income because people in Northwest Arkansas are doing pretty well. The average income in this area is like 72,000 a year right now. And so, and that number continues to rise. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. And so (laughs) don't sleep. I mean, people have money here. And so there are opportunities for you, you being the listener to, you know, say if you don't, if you haven't had a a uh, desire to start a business, maybe you can support a business that could use your help, could use some of the additional funds that you might be able to give. And we're not talking about a lot. I think I've given like $50 here or a hundred dollars there to different ones and maybe even $25 before. So, you know, it's not a lot, but it adds up in the aggregate when you start looking at multiple people doing that. Well, and when you talk about the aggregate, here's the other special thing. If we have a Kiva borrower who is located in Washington or Benton County, every time someone loans you $25, $50, $100, the Walton Family Foundation, in addition to paying for this hub to be set up and me and Alvin to be trained, the Walton Family Foundation has sent a loan match fund to dollar Kiva in dollar. California. So as soon as your zip code, we have 56 zip codes now in Washington and Benton County. And when the Kiva system reads that zip code, every time someone loans to you, it is matched automatically, instantaneously by the Walton Family Foundation loan match fund. And so if you get a Kiva loan today in Washington or Benton County, half your payment every month will go back to that Walton Family Foundation loan fund to then be reloaned to more Northwest Arkansas borrowers in the future. Do we know to date how much uh, the Walton Family, do they announce that or disclose that? Well, right now we just had a press release. So the initial match fund when we launched in December of 2019, yes, that's completely public. It's been in our press releases, was 100000 Mm-hmm. Then during the COVID crisis, we set up a special Walton Family Foundation match fund, which took it to a 75% match. And that match fund was right about 300000 And we still have about 180000 in that match fund. And so our hub was a three-year grant from the Walton Family Foundation. We are here for sure through September of next year. And then we'll reassess the community and see if, if there's still a need and a desire we have a loan right now. What is she? Megan is five hundred dollars yeah. from no, fully four, funding. Four hundred. Four. And that was that was something I was going to actually mention about when you were saying how big of an impact that twenty five small you know loan is. We have one currently. <clears throat> she has four hundred dollars remaining before she reaches her goal of fifteen. Mm-hmm. And when you do the math, four hundred dollars divided by twenty five. That's 17, 18 people. Right. Well, know? it's half of that because it's Walton Family right. Foundation so Match Fund. So she really that, only right. needs $200 in loans to get her 15000 So wow. wouldn't it, you know, what is the feeling of being that one of those nine people that gave her 25 that gave her 15 Put her over the top. You know, where this, and there's that sense of this model where everyone's involved in it, whereas as a bank, you know, or other entities or things, it's good news for you. Yeah. But this is good news for everybody in a sense. And I was just thinking like, you know, what would it be like if you went to your favorite coffee spot and the door was closed and then you found out 
that owner says, yeah, if I only had 18 people, you know, to buy $25 worth of coffee just for today. Right. So that I can cover. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's tons of people that would say, yes, I sure. call their friends. Sure. You know, we never know these things until the community opens it up. Yeah. You know? and, it, and it's a big pride thing as well. Mm-hmm. And that's what I also do like about the transparency in this is the entrepreneur is able to put that aside. Yeah. You know, and kind of say, it's okay for me to ask for this yeah. and to seek it because it's helping me and my client. You know, it's not so much of a, a shame thing, you know, because all these businesses and being in the pandemic, you know, a lot of businesses closed. So everybody has felt, you know, some kind of pressure and things. And that's where I think the, the Kiva model, what we're doing is really important because that's something that wasn't available before. I'm glad you mentioned pride. Because yeah. that's something that I just want to unpack really quickly. And, and and it's really more of a statement than anything else. I think anybody listening to this, you know, a lot of people tell you or you hear the common narrative that, hey, I did this on my own sweat and brow. I picked myself up from my bootstraps, started this business. It was just me. I either, you know, took money out of my, say, a home equity line of credit if I own a home. But if I don't own a home, you know, maybe I just borrowed from family members and got started, or I just saved up until I could get my business off the ground. There's nothing wrong with that approach. I think what I hear you guys saying is that there are resources out there for people that they just aren't aware of. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the area where Kiva operates, because you guys create opportunities for people that they didn't even realize were available to them. And once they learn about it, then it's like, okay, I can do this. And then you have to help them take that mental step to say, oh, this isn't a handout. This is a loan. You're going to pay it back. And this is going to help you get your business off the ground. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think sometimes people just need to hear that and not feel like they- And what I tell them is the beauty of the Kiva loan, number one, what smart business person would not take advantage of a 0% business loan? (laughs) Regular business loans right now are running 6 and 7%. So I tell them to approach their supporters with, I've been given this opportunity. I'm going to get a $15,000 loan. I just need to raise $250 worth from my community to prove to Kiva as my collateral that I matter and I'm doing a good job and I have some street cred to do this. And so that's what that means. And so it's a smart business decision to take advantage of a 0% loan and let somebody else take care of all the payments. For right. you. That's yeah. what it, it's a smart decision to do that. And I also tell people, people want no one makes someone go on Kiva.org and loan people money. Those lenders and when you go to Kiva.org, you'll see what a massive it's been ranked as one of the top 10 nonprofit sites in the world. You can filter it. You can loan by region. You can choose just women. You can just choose small farms, agriculture. You can choose eco-friendly businesses. You can choose black-owned businesses. So when people are going on there, it's because they want to. They have a passion and a drive within them to assist and empower certain people. So that's what Kiva is a platform that gives them the ability to do that. So there are people out there who want to support people who look like you, who have your background who care about you doing well. And then I'm a person who grew up with a lot of people in my family inside in prison. And there are a lot of barriers to people with felonies when they get out of prison. It's really hard to go from prison into a factory. Okay, you've been trapped in a building with people you don't know or like for a long time anyway. Entrepreneurship is a wonderful mechanism for people who have been incarcerated to be independent, to earn a living. There are a lot of restrictions on people with felony backgrounds about where they can work and when they can work and can't work in a place that serves alcohol. Well, good luck getting enough tips to live on if you have to work in a restaurant that doesn't serve alcohol. So I love the fact that Kiva is a mechanism. We really believe here at Startup Junkie that entrepreneurship improves lives and families and communities. It is not a shtick. It's not a line. I see it happen every day in my life and in the lives of other people. And so Kiva is a mechanism. If you believe in that, if you believe that entrepreneurship can change people's lives and improve their communities, then Kiva is a great way for you to very quickly and easily support that. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, as I was sitting here thinking, I, I have a friend that talks about 
all the easy ways that people can get a business started, but even somebody coming out of jail that maybe has a felony record, like you said, you know, can buy a power washer, can maybe get a used car and can get some of that equipment. That's not that expensive. And everybody and their mother needs something power washed. I mean, there are all kinds of opportunities out there. A lot of times people are like, well, how am I going to get a business started? It's not as hard as you think it is. And so if you can come up with a plan an opportunity and provide a service that's needed or even provide a product that people need, you know, Kiva.org may just be the answer for you. Yes. And I love, I love community. Since we last met with you, Randy, I saw that you did a podcast with Jeremy of Ion Gastronome. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Jeremy is live one, right I'm, now. I'm aware of that. Kiva.org I'm aware of that. Yeah. With one of our loans. And see, I love, I, I just love that community, that serendipity of I talk to this person and they know that person. For me personally, I tell everybody it's two degrees of separation. <laughs> I don't know everybody, right. but I bet I know somebody you know. know. Yes, somebody, exactly. Right? And so I love that, that, you know, you did a podcast with him and we're working on a Kiva loan with him. And he has this huge community and this great story. And his passion is supporting restaurants and bars and creative culinary folks. And so that's all community. That's all very Kiva-ish. Yeah, and I'm, I appreciate you mentioning that. In his episode, as we record, as we are recording this on the 22nd of November, 2021, his episode came out last week, and you know he tells the whole story about how he got started, and it wasn't necessarily his intention. He was just sharing his love of food and just going around and and all of a sudden, you know, he was taking better videos and better videos and better videos. And he learned how to do it and how to position the camera right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he said, man, the first ones were really terrible, but then they just got better over time. And now he's traveling around the country Mm -hmm. for restaurants on behalf of restaurants to capture the essence of what they're all about. And I always say, especially for restaurants, both local and elsewhere, It's one of the hardest things to do is to capture the minds and the imaginations of people that you want to come through your door and support you. Mm -hmm. And and what Jeremy is doing for restaurants is simply amazing. And I certainly encourage people just to shout out for Jeremy at I Am Gastronome to check him out online, especially on Instagram. It it makes me hungry every time I watch (laughs) a post of his. But but yes, he is raising money. And I want to encourage you if you guys want to sow into something to, you know, to a success story that's already making waves here in Northwest Arkansas, consider giving something to Jeremy Tran from I Am Gastronome. And that's just just a quick side note, but uh, you're absolutely right. That That is a perfect example of yeah. how it can make a difference. And a, I mean, a bank is not going to loan to a blogger. No. No. <laughs> it's just, no. That's not no. a traditional, no matter how wonderful the bank is and how much they care about you, if you don't have some collateral, I mean, a bank, they, they don't loan to bloggers. That's not the banking world, right? No. And that's nothing to, de- I mean, our community banks, I worked in a bank. Folks, cut your bankers a break. You have no idea the level of government regulations and forms and boxes they have to check and okays they have to get and all the rules. and re- It is a very, very stressful, heavily regulated business. I'm almost amazed that any small business loans get through a bank. But we have community bankers here who absolutely care and have a passion for our small business community, but sometimes their hands are actually physically tied. They can't even give you the application because you can't check a box or have a certain requirement that they have. And so that's why we need Kiva, Forge, Communities Unlimited. We need WeFunder, which we're, we're having um, a big celebration and we're trying to help get the word out about WeFunder coming into Northwest Arkansas, another micro-lending platform that goes higher, that does go to larger loans. And so we're building this in Northwest Arkansas as the world comes to us Mm -hmm. and sees what our potential is. The world is going to bring more resources to me. And so I have people say, can you believe all these nonprofits? Does that matter? I'm like, yay, (laughs) we need more. I'm like, you know, I'm like when people say, well, how y'all are, I'm like, how I don't understand the concept of competition with nonprofits. I am so sorry. I don't get that. I guess if we all have like public fundraisers, which I'm not in that world, I guess that's competitive. But there can't be any competition when we're in service. How can we all, I mean, how is it bad for an entrepreneur to go to four different entrepreneur sources and gain knowledge and different perspectives? Because entrepreneurship is nothing but people. Consumers and customers are nothing but people. So the more experienced, input you can get. Uncle Bob's great. 
but if Uncle Bob has not operated a business in Northwest <laughs> Arkansas in the last 10 years, just nod your head, smile, and say thank you. Okay? Yeah, that's, so a, you that's need, an opinion more than anything That's an else. opinion, yeah. and, and it can be customer research. Yes. It's customer research. Sure. But I'm not sure if it's the plan to open your business. Yeah. Wow, you guys have laid it out perfectly. Any disclaimers that you want to put out there as we close about Kiva that people should just be aware of or for the most part? I would say one, um, with all the f- f- great, fantastic opportunities, the thing, the businesses that they don't allow is, you know, for gambling, CBD business. I would imagine pornography. pornography. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Just yeah. the obvious uh, stuff. Sexually prurient. Here's the basic the, thing. If it's a heavily government regulated, and that's why it is, it's no judgment on, I mean, listen, a strip club is a small business, by gosh, and if it's legal, it's a business. (laughs) That's right. The concept is strip clubs, marijuana, CBD, drones, heavily government regulated. The city council of a city could pass an ordinance next week that says no more strip, shut them down. They all have to be grandfathered out. No more drones in the city. That is Risky. Right. All right. So no government regulated. It also has to be consumer customer facing. So if you sell real estate for a real estate company, if you sell Mary Kay for Mary Kay, you don't get the money from the consumer. It has to be forward facing. Yes, our real estate agents are incredible entrepreneurs and incredible business owners. But if you had a calendar that you made for real estate agents. Per se, kind yeah, of. You had so a product. It has that to be. You have to get paid directly from a consumer or customer for a key balloon. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. I mean, you laid it out perfectly. So, and and again, I love the fact that you know the the word Kiva in Swahili means community, and that's really what it's all about. I always I always tell people that we're only as strong as the weakest link in our community, and so that's why we have to constantly be helping each other. I am my brother and my sister's keeper, as far as that's concerned, and. Certainly, it takes a village to do that. And I could come up with a, a, other truisms that exist, but I think you get the idea here. And Martha and Alvin did a great job of, you guys just did an, a tremendous job of laying out the groundwork for what Kiva.org is all about. Give us the website address again. And your favorite. That was another question you missed last time. What's uh, that? Favorite um, campaign. Who's one that stands out to you? Oh, yeah, that's true. So two <laughs> things. So tell us okay. about your favorite campaign, your favorite campaign that you've undertaken. And why was it your favorite? Okay, Alvin, you can do yours first. All right. So mine, I've got two. One is Shane, who had the first snap on franchise owned by a Latina ex. Okay. He previously- In Northwest Arkansas. In Northwest Arkansas. He had previously worked for them and he wanted- the uh, money to get a truck for himself, and we set up a fund for him. Fantastic. I even see the truck riding around. I'm wondering if that's him. Yeah. So that was one that was really good to see all the way through. Sure. And I'm going to throw ooh, the bakery. I'll do mine. Huh? Bakery. I'll do mine. I'll do mine. Tomorrow. I so, like the bakery. There's a um, rockin' bakery. Rockin' Baker. Damara. She's yes. been on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. She is amazing. Yeah. And what she's doing for Spectrum individuals and adults and and how they're they she actually just transferred a portion of her ownership to one of the people that was one of her employers employees and her story is amazing her bread is insanely good yes it is if you've been to big orange up in rogers she's the one that makes the buns for those guys but she's got a jalapeno bread that's just out of this world that's that's a side note. So anyway, <laughs> so I digress. Two, but that's my, that's my, my, that's, 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 that's good to know. Mm-hmm. And it's a small world. Like you said, one or two degrees of separation. So how about you, Martha? So my favorite one recently is Rachel, which her business is R. McClintock. And she is a woodwork artist. She has a woodworking studio. She makes tables and chairs and bowls and cutting boards. And she's in downtown Springdale. The great thing about going into downtown Springdale a year ago is tremendous growth. The downside is major construction's going on that closed her street. Mm. And so she just needs to survive and stay open. Also, Rachel in her profile talks about her wife, Melody, has a business, is an acupuncturist down the street. So we have this wonderful LBGTQ couple that invested in downtown Springdale. They both opened their businesses there. And then her business was suffering because of this incredible construction. And we were able to get her funded with a Kiva loan to give her working capital to keep the doors to her art studio open so that she can benefit from the incredible crowds of customers and consumers that are going to come there right with there, these wonderful... Right there, because there's an apartment that's right next door to a garage. So 
it's going to be perfect for if people want to get cutting boards, wooden right. bowls, you know, right. customized. Yeah. And it's there. If she had to move, anything else could have been there. And sure. that's the thing. We want to have that personal test. So, so we want people who don't have a lot of money to get to reap the benefits of the incredible growth that's coming because of those with money. So the Kiva loan was able to come in and help her keep her doors open so that she can benefit from this incredible growth that's going to go on right next door to her. Yeah. Well, man, that's awesome. I love hearing stories like that. You guys, any last words that you want to share? The the website is K-I-V-A-N-W-A.org. Okay. But if you just type in Kiva Northwest Arkansas on Google, we're like well, the Kiva second NWA. one. I just type yeah. Kiva NWA. We'll pop, pop right up. up. And okay. you can you can click on our, uh, see our Kiva success stories. When Megan fully funds, I think it'll be today, that'll be 55 loans in 23 months. Wow. And you can see all those profiles and read their stories. It has my contact info, Alvin's contact info. It has a community video that has, like I said, Lou Reed Sharp in there from Olive Loom, Mayor Lionel Jordan, support from uh, Giovanni Sarmiento up at the Rogers Low Area Chamber. Our chambers of commerce have been huge supporters of Kiva, helping connect us with the bankers and all of the community of Northwest Arkansas has been extremely supportive of Kiva and we are very appreciative of that. That's awesome. I love hearing that. I mean, that's that in a nutshell is perfect. And I think this listening to this podcast episode will be helpful for some people that need to kind of get over the hump and get their mind right to take part in what Kiva has to offer. So whether they want to donate or whether they want to or lend, as we should say, or whether they want to be a part of the process and procure a loan for their their own business. So, you know, if you really want to get it done and this is to you, the listener, this is never, there's never been a better time. We're coming out of a pandemic. There are all kinds of opportunities out there. And if not now, when? Right? Yes. I mean, that's it. So let's get it going. Come see these guys. Come see Alvin. Come see Martha here at Kiva Northwest Arkansas. Have them help you guys out. You can check them out at kiva-nwa.org and learn more about the program and how you can participate and take advantage of what's right here in your own backyard for you as you get your business off the ground. So that's it. Thank you guys so much. Thank Thank you, you, Randy. Good to see you. Absolutely. Good to see you too. Well, folks, that's another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about us or to read and download the show notes from today's episode and learn more about kiva-nwa.org, visit iamnorthwestarkansas.com. You can listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter to keep up with us and all things NWA. Sign up today. Please, you can follow the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast wherever you listen to it and consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Our podcast comes out every Monday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here next week for another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.